0: What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Kempel of Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. I am super, super excited today. We have um, Teresa Rayborn. Um, she is running for Congress in the, was it the 42nd District? Second. The 2nd District. I'm sorry. I was, second congressional. I was, reading, I was I've been reading a lot of stuff today, so <laughs> my brain's a little bit all over the place, Um But I'm I'm very excited to have you on, Teresa. I got to see you in action this past weekend at the rally at uh, the Thompson Center in uh, the city of Chicago. So please, why don't you introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about your background and love to hear more about your platform and everything that you are, that you're running for right now.
1: Okay. Well, I'm Teresa Rayborn. I'm running for the second congressional district. And that was Bobby Rush's old seat. Now it's held by Robin Kelly. And my background is a little bit of everything, actually. I was a claims processor for Cigna Healthcare for nine years. I have been a business owner. I have a degree in criminal justice and went to law school. I quit law school to focus on having a family. And I I am a homeschooling mom, which also gives me a pretty big insight into the education arena too. So using all those skills, which I didn't think meant anything special, someone told me that I should look at running and getting my ideas out there. So I threw my hat into the race, even though I never intended politics to be a path that I intended to be on, but now I am. And I just want to make things better for the people of the second district, which includes the South side of Chicago and the South suburbs, all the way down to Kankakee County, And the people in that district have just been used, abused, and taken advantage of for far too long. And it's time to have someone in there that can represent all areas of the district, not just one section, and can understand the different needs of different areas of the district and can be a real advocate for everyone, not just a few.
0: Sure, sure. I love that. Um, I mean, you definitely. I was reading your bio. You definitely have. Um, you were. You went to school for. You were in New York for do, like produ- producing music.
1: Um, yes, it, it was recording, engineering, and production of music. The school I went to just recently closed their doors, oh. and um, I was only there for ten months. Okay. Uh, but I loved the urban life back then. It was oh, look really at you. Great. <laughs>
0: <That's a> great- <laughs>
1: Probably the creative side of you, huh? It, it's yeah, it is, and it was kind of crazy being from a smaller town here in Illinois and going to the big city, and it was it opened my eyes to a lot more.
0: Yeah, well, like you when we had our first conversation, um, you know, I'm I've, I stand behind you and everything that your platform is about. Um, and I got to see you in action, like I said on Saturday, and you were very passionate. And I loved what what you had to say in regards to just like what a lot of the the women and children are going through during this um, quarantine, um, and your whole position on it. You know, and we discussed this briefly on the phone about going out in public and these masks, and just the the extreme that things have come to these days. Where, um, as as you think, I, I mean, I feel very very strongly that it's time that we need to start. We need to start taking our lives back. Um, I think that is past that. It's it's past the point where it doesn't make sense anymore. And I'm I'm hopeful that people will start start waking up to that, you know. And you know, and and you speaking up and being being like the 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 forefront for what you are standing for is so important. It's so important.
1: Well, I truly believe in the Constitution and all of our rights. Uh, when you study and I'm kind of a nerd in that sense that I love to study history and what happened before, because if we don't study history, then we're doomed to repeat it. And I don't want to repeat any of the mistakes that we've made in the past. I don't want to go back to the tyranny and oppression of slavery. I don't want to go back to our country being so divided that it's at war with itself. I want freedom and liberty for everyone. I stand for freedom, liberty, equality, justice, and prosperity. I want everyone to have access to the American dream. And I still believe it's possible. I do not think that we have gone so far that we can't come back and bring that freedom and liberty to everyone. Sadly, a lot of people in my district just really have not had that access we have schools shutting shutting down constantly there's an epidemic of that actually and we have is that because of the
0: quarantine itself because of what we're going through or just in general
1: that was before the quarantine oh geez okay um yeah there's been so many schools that have shut down and the sad thing is that the only places that they're shutting down schools are the black and brown communities um that's not right no it's not I consider that blatant racism. Some would call it institutional racism. And when you look at that, I don't see how you can call it anything else. I think WBEZ did um, an article on that and they detailed each student. And I was looking at their research and out of 70,000, over 70,000 students affected, only 533 were white. Wow. That's, That's not... A slight discrepancy. That's, no. that's overwhelming. Yeah. And just in, in the seven years that my opponent has been in office, uh, there's been nine Chicago public schools in the district that have shut down, affecting 2,385 students, and none of them were white.
0: That's terrible. Those numbers are very disturbing.
1: Yes, so when you um, shut down a school, those kids have to be reshuffled, and that yeah. creates a trauma and an upset in their life and children don't need that children need stability
0: yes i was just going to say that's like not that's instability and i mean when they're so young they're so impressionable and you just create so many like psychological problems for them because you know just their growth is so important at those those ages where we mold them right we and the the institutions the schools are supposed to um, they're responsible for that, really, you know, along with the parents. And, then, and that's really sad that that's happening in your district. So when did you decide, so what was the breaking point for you to actually say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm throwing my hat in the ring and I'm going to jump on this, jump in this circus.
1: <laughs> well, I think it was that there's, for the last 20 years, we really haven't had too many really strong Republicans running in this district. Uh, we've had a couple of really good ones, but due to other circumstances going on, they couldn't put forth the effort that they really wanted to. Sure. And then we've also had some that really were just considering it a bucket list thing. They just put their name on the ballot. And I I do not, this is not something that I want to complete in my life. This isn't on my checklist at all. It was yeah. never even on my list. But. The thing that really pushed it over the edge was the Kavanaugh hearing. Um, that I heard uh, uh, Blazy Ford when she was talking. She really had me moved. And then when Brett Kavanaugh got up and I saw that there was no evidence and that they were ripping this guy apart. Uh, it, as a sexual assault survivor myself, I do believe women. But it also needs to be weighed against the evidence. And we can't just be throwing men in prison for accusations because that gives too much power. We need a balance of that power. And I saw too much going on with him being attacked. And I just realized this has to end. We need to come together and we need to do what is right. Not just what makes us feel good.
0: I would agree. And I mean, that's another... I personally never thought I would get so political in my life either, but in light of everything that's been happening in our, in our country and not, not only our country, but just specifically here in Illinois that affects us directly. I, I have got, I've done more political, read more political stuff. I'm raising my voice as a polit, like being very loud from a political standpoint. And I, I'm sure you are experiencing it because of what, you know, being a Republican and just being like, throwing your hat in the ring, but I've been getting a lot of um, hate messages, like, dur- coming directly to me, and I don't take it personally, because I'm like, you're, a lot of these people that are angry, you know, and, 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 and then they don't believe the same things that I'm believing, or, you know, people that might not agree with your, your platform, um, I think that they're coming from a place of fear right now, especially, because they have been, there's been so much fear instilled in people across the country, and across the world, really, and it's like, I'm, I decide. I've spent hours, days, I don't remember the last time I did so much research in my life. I mean, I have not been able to break away from this, and which has ultimately led me to, led me to you, which is fantastic. and I'm so glad I have a platform to support you and we can talk about this. But um, I'm like you had said earlier, like where there's going to be so much separation and, and how and will we discuss on the phone? like you know, if things don't start getting a little bit back to normal, you know, the possibility of a civil war is, I mean, I don't think it's too, too far out there if we can't start getting things to smooth out and get people back to like some kind of normal type of life.
1: Yes. And especially considering I have three children that are fairly young. The oldest is only 11. And then I have nine-year-old twins. And the last thing I would ever want is any kind of real war on our soil. I don't even want any kind of violence on our soil. Sure uh, even a conflict localized. I don't even want that. I want my children to grow up where they can feel safe. And even growing up in the South suburbs, it's still not safe. And I want by trying to protect my children and fight for their future and their safety, I'm fighting for everyone else's too. And I, I miss the days when we all came I don't know if you remember back couple of decades ago, we all came out of our houses and we stood together and held hands and hands across America. And we were singing, we are the world. And that was because of a disease that was because of HIV. Yeah. And and well, HIV and AIDS. Yeah. And there was so much unity. Instead of showing that fear, we came together. And that's what I want is for all of us to come together because we are part of one family. We're part of the American family. And my story is your story. Your story is my story. We are together in this. And I I know that's kind of cliche right now. No,
0: it's not. I totally agree with you. Totally
1: but agree. we we are one family. I consider everyone my family uh, because we all have that same drive within us for freedom and liberty. We all want to be able to make our own choices. And that's what I'm standing for because I want to make my own choices on whether I wear a mask or not. And I want you to be able to make that choice. And that doesn't stop at wearing a mask. It goes to vaccines. It goes to having the same high quality schools. I don't understand why some uh, zip codes have better schools than others. That doesn't make sense to me. No, it agree. doesn't. It should be the same high quality education and everyone should be able to have access to the same high quality healthcare which is why I've worked on an education plan and a healthcare plan. And everyone should be able to access their Second Amendment right, even if they are economically disadvantaged. It should, you shouldn't have to be wealthy in order to access your religious liberties, or which you see when people can afford to send their kids to private school, or when you're talking about your Second Amendment right it's expensive to be able to buy a gun for personal protection Mm -hmm. and going through the training and stuff that should not be dependent upon whether or not you have the money to exercise it. It should be equal for all those constitutional amendments and constitutional rights are for everyone.
0: Yeah. Well, there's enough resources out there. Clearly. I mean, people right now are getting more being unemployed than they, than they were. I mean, a big percentage of people are, are making more now. Than they they did when they were working, and which to me it's almost it almost feels like a bribe, in a lot of ways. And instead of using those resources, like you know, I think I talked to you about this. You know, I wasn't expecting to get a stimulus check because I had a job. Well, you know, I had a job until I got furloughed, until all this craziness. Um, But I wasn't even expecting to get that. And then when my when my one of my best friends was telling me, she's like, "Yeah, and you'll get an additional six hundred dollars too a week." And I'm like, "What? Why would I get that?" So clearly there's resources or the government chooses to have resources to, to use towards, like, to me, like this is almost like a bribe to our, our, our country, to the people, to keep them fearful, keep them reliant upon the, the government or uh, upon all, you know, I mean, this is just my thought process. So it would be a much better thing and a much more empowering thing to use those resources for people to go get a gun or go get you know they to use their right to protect themselves or schooling or what have you instead of let's keep people locked down in their homes let's give them more money than they actually have ever made in their lives so they can continue to believe us and then when we take that money away they're going to then they're just going to they're just going to beg for like beg for help again and we can just keep them under our control i don't know maybe that's too crazy to think but that's like that's what's going on in my head you know what i mean
1: well, and I'm very much a math person. I, I love math and science. I know it's weird. I was told that girls aren't supposed to excel in math and science, but I do. And that's just something that I actually find an interest in. And there are finite resources. And they can sit there and give that bribe all they want. What There is a cost, and that cost is your freedom. You have to do what they tell you. Like we always say, follow the money. Yep. Whoever's paying the bills is the person who controls you. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually see a lot of similarities. You know, the people that own slaves in the South, they still provided food and shelter, even though it was the worst food and the worst shelter, they still provided those basic needs. Yeah. So what are you exchanging for those basic needs for them to give you that check every month? You're exchanging your freedom. You are giving up your freedom for them just to be able to get that. And you can provide that for yourself without giving up your freedom. But we need to hold on to those freedoms, not just hand them away, not, not just hand them over and give them away. We need to hold on to those and fight for those because that's the only way we're really going to get anywhere. And at some point, we're going to give away so much money that we're not going to be able to make the interest payment on our debt. And when we get to that point, you will have given away all your freedoms and your liberties. And they're going to say, there's no more food. There's no more money for your shelter. And they're going to take everything away that they gave to you. Yeah. And you will be stuck with nothing and no way to provide for yourself because you gave away all your freedom and liberty. That, that bill will come due sometime. Yeah.
0: And, yeah, and I'm looking for thought. that future. Yeah. I, I, yeah. i you and I are on the same page and it's a very scary thought. I mean, it's a very slippery slope. Once, I mean, it, it's a very slippery slope. I loved what you said on Saturday when we were, there was the anti-protesters riding by honking their horns and you're just like, they don't realize that I'm fighting for their, their freedoms too. And I loved that. I was like,
1: yes, yes, you go girl. <laughs> well, Well, I'm not in disagreement with, I mean, to be perfectly honest, Those could be my constituents too. And the fact is, I'm fighting for everyone's freedom. Even the people that disagree with me. If you disagree with me on one thing, that's fine. I'm still going to fight for your freedom. Yeah. Because freedom and liberty is worth fighting for. It was worth our founding fathers and even our ancestors who fought in the Civil War. They fought for those freedoms and they gave not only their blood, sweat and tears and bodies, but their lives for that. Yeah. And, and that's the fight we're in today. And I really do hope it doesn't come down to the blood and the lives that we have to lose. I
0: hope so, too. I hope that we're smarter than that, that we've, you know, I mean, I really hope so. I actually, I have friends of all age ranges. Like I'm, I connect very well with people in their 20s. I connect people like I have my best friend, 60. And then I have another friend that I used to work with after my husband passed away at, at Art Van Furniture. And he's like 70. And he, I told him he's, he's very much like, on um, you know, very much a Trump supporter and very much in the same mindset that we are. And I told him, I said, there's another rally next weekend. I, I like, I'll come pick you and your friends up. Let's go. The more, the, the better. And he actually, he's like, I did a lot of these back in, I forget what year he said, but then he sent me a video, YouTube of Martin Luther King Jr. You know, when he was, you know, fighting for, you know, um, the rights of, you know, our, our black people. And it, I was just like, I, it like kind of dawned on me that we are going through something similar to that. And actually that Brandon Harris, who I didn't even, I didn't even know he existed until until Saturday. I was just like, I kind of like, well, he's almost kind of doing the same thing. Going across the country, c- creating, getting these rallies together. And I told him, I had a couple conversations with him yesterday. Um, and, I, and, you know, they were good conversations. And I just said, what you're doing is amazing. You got to keep doing it. So you got to keep it up. I'm like, I'm behind you, however I can help. You know, you're, you've got, you, obviously you have a, a lot of people that are supporting you and behind you right now. So we have to keep going.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. And I never anticipated that. I First of all, I never thought that we would go through this type of situation again. Least of all, having me on the front lines fighting for it. And here we are. Somehow God provides a path and, that you never saw coming, but you gotta follow your mm-hmm. heart. Exactly. And so we're, we're on the front lines fighting for freedom. And I do look at Martin Luther King and he was all about the peaceful protest. I, there are some people that I do see out there that are like, I'm ready for the fight. And I I, say, I tell them, please don't yeah. remember, we don't fire the first shot. The, it was, the Republicans did not fire the first shot for the civil war. And that came from the Confederates. Yeah. So when I say Republicans, really more, side, more along the lines of the side of the union. Sure. was sure. the Confederates that fired on Fort Sumter and started everything. So, and I was raised in a household where my parents told me, you never throw that first punch. Sure. But you make sure that you end it, you know, if you have to, but you try to avoid the physical confrontation. And I really hope we don't get there. I really hope we all stick to Martin Luther King's peaceful protest, getting the message out. Because I think once you start, well, if you start cussing, or if you start throwing fists, all of a sudden, everything else you just said went right out the window, and no yeah. one's going to remember what you said.
0: It loses. It's it, it, You lose your credibility when you go to, exactly. I mean, I've gotten a little crazy, I'm not going to lie, with some certain people like, If I see somebody, somebody attacking another person, I get, I actually start getting crazy to stand up for them. Like, why you, you know, like I'm going to call them the same names that they're calling them, you know, then they don't like it. Then they start attacking me and I just start laughing. (laughs) I'm like, sure. You, you want to, you want to throw the first, the first, uh, the first blow to this person, but then you can't, you can't take, you can dish it out, but you can't take it. You know what I mean? And so then when they come attacking me, I just laugh. I'm like, whatever.
1: (laughs) Well, it's funny because I'm a natural redhead. And I'm pretty okay with whatever you're going to dish out at me. But when I see you attacking someone who is defenseless or um, not able to protect themselves a little bit better, or even if they are, I still get upset when I see someone else getting hurt. Agreed. But the biggest thing is when it comes to children or our seniors, those I draw the, a big line at that. And that's that's when I have to rein in the mama bear because sure. she just wants to come bursting out at that point.
0: But now that's, but that's what has brought you to this point to what you're doing, what you're doing today. And um, how can um, people support you in in your campaign?
1: Well, I have a website. It's RaybornforCongress.com, and it's R a B O R N. And then the word for F O R Congress C O N G R E S S.com. And, sure you can donate at that website there's a donate uh link and it's the same as rayborn for congress slash or com slash donate and also on facebook uh now that we're all locked at home i'm doing a lot of facebook so oh, yeah if you send me a message and you see rayborn for congress responding um no that's not a staffer that's usually me so um i'm out there and i i love engaging I, I love it when people say, well, what plans do you have? Because then I can always turn back and say, well, here's my policy for this. Because yeah. I'm one of the few that actually puts my policies out there. I'm not That's running on a promise that That's I true. can fix something. I show you how.
0: That's awesome. I love it. You have been so inspiring. Is there anything else that you would like to share with the audience? Any, any other last words that you'd like to, to leave them with?
1: Sure. Definitely. Um, We're going through very difficult times right now. We have a a virus and we don't know very much about it. All the information is all over the place. I want everyone to be safe, to stay strong and stay healthy, take care of each other. I think we get a lot of, we lose a lot of that in the process, but remember to love each other. I'm praying for everyone that we all stay safe and stay healthy. Please take care. God bless everyone.
0: I love it. Well, Teresa, I will put all your information in the body of the episode. So if you guys want to support her uh, or just follow her campaign and follow her success in this journey that she's going through for us uh, during this time, uh, you I will leave all the links in the body, uh, the description of this episode. But as always, thank you so much for the support. Don't forget to subscribe, like, share, or comment. Uh, this is your host, Deanna Kemple with Late label free podcast to live your best life. You must live label free. Thank you, Deanna. Thank you.